When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. We're finally back. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, episode 239. Uh, the World Series is over. It is officially the off season. We want a little bit of time in between the end of the Yankees season to uh, sulk slash just not give a fuck about the Yankees for a little bit. So we've officially spent our our time away, and we are ready to... Uh, fully dive into the offseason we got a lot to talk about today since we haven't recorded since the end of the season uh exciting our season what end of our season and the whole season and we will get into uh next episode just i'll say this at the top of the show as a little housekeeping will be the 161 awards we will post the um excuse me while this ambulance passes by i live Uh, in new york city City. uh the city um really just not considerate of somebody recording a podcast but um we will be posting the nominees each of us will nominate one person for the 161 award in question we'll post the uh poll on instagram and you guys will vote whoever whatever you guys decide will be the winners of said award like mvp uh biggest dumbass we'll make up some other awards we'll take the ones from last year and then we'll do some more if you want to get a taste for what that'll look like, go back and scroll down and listen to that episode. But lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, how are we doing, fellas? How have we coped with uh, the Astros winning the, the World Series? I think we all kind of <laughs> knew. It wasn't shocking. I uh, honestly thought a, there was a chance. A shit for, uh, everyone gave a shit oh. for projecting the Astros to win. And look at it yeah. now. Can we look back at that and see how correct we were? I know we didn't get them all right, but we might well, have gotten we also, right. We also well, got Well, it. we did it before yeah. it was locked up, so it doesn't – it was kind of uh, – yeah. So, like, the seed so in In mine, I argued, I argued for uh, the Phillies to make it to the NLCS, and you guys all told me I was you crazy. Did. I no, I, say, I don't yeah. recall saying you were crazy. I you think you didn't. Of, I, just, I thought the Cardinals yeah. were better than they were. I no, I blew that way out of proportion. You guys told me I had some great points, but we were just – going more chalk for graphic purposes yeah i mean the phillies looked they showed what they were good at bryce harper played out of his fucking mind they could hit outside of him and their their starting pitching was good but they did they looked that was the exact team the yankees were supposed to be yeah. like yeah. top heavy with the superstar like, some yeah, surrounding bryce harper and was supposed to be pitching. Aaron judge the pitching was supposed to show up and then those little pieces were supposed to fall into place and, and a bad everything. bullpen yeah and we still would have lost the astros so that's good to know yeah, I mean, I, don't the, think it, yeah. I really don't think anybody could have beat the Astros. Like, actually, there's the no... only team that could have is the Dodgers, and they just weren't hot, and they, yeah, got beat. Dude, I, I thought there I, was a chance the Phillies could have won. Yeah, I did too. I, did. I really like, thought they could. Watching the game, I they did. they had those moments where I was like, oh shit, that actually might happen. I mean, yeah, there were cracks in their armor. They got blown out seven nothing one game, but for a whole, that's why it's seven. It's it, that's a hard team. They were good. And it's scary because I don't know who they lost except for Trey Mancini and Verlander, maybe. Verlander's not going anywhere. We can go ahead and dive into our own thing and stop sucking off the Astros. Um, yeah. So at the I top, don't think we're getting Verlander. Just by the way, I'm so I I don't know why that rumor's out there. It was out there last year. We offered him more money and he still went to the Astros. So like, what makes you think we're gonna get him this time around? Speaking of people that don't want to play, maybe for, the Astros for the don't want to pay him that much because they think. But he's also probably going to win the Cy Young. So, yeah, yeah I mean, he's he still Hard throws like ninety eight. He still throws like ninety seven, ninety eight. He's going to win the Cy Young. He just won a World Series. I think they'll probably offer him a decent contract. Yeah, he's going to say it's Nashville. Speaking of things that are a little more in house, 
Uh, I guess we'll start at the top. The one thing that has a lot of implications um, that's already in-house is, you know, we've seen the article or the, the tweet that said Volpe is close to making an impact in the Bronx next year. Uh, we just got this new tweet from Joel Sherman that, or an inter- interview or something like that. He said that the Yankees people have assured him that they will be going with Volpe or Peraza next year. So uh, with that being said, I think that if you had any hopes of the Yankees getting Trey Turner in this offseason, that is probably not going to happen considering, I mean, I- I'm excited about this, but I also would have preferred to have Trey Turner because he's one of my favorite players and he's good at everything. So a uh, little sad, but a little bittersweet for me, but thoughts immediately on uh, both those comments regarding the two very good shortstops. I'm just uh, surprised they said it that early. I'm surprised they said it that early. I don't think that it's shocking that Trey Turner or Correa or any of those guys aren't coming here. They basically said it from day one that they're going to have an in-house like competition for it. There's no, there was no chance. There was literally no chance. Maybe yep. less than one percent that they're, if and that still holds true with other positions. By the way, whether or not they re-sign Judge, that's their only big splashy move. So if you think they're getting Carlos Rodon or some high-ticket free agent, that is just you're fooling yourself. Look at what this team's done in the last. Oh fuck, I don't know since two thousand eight. What was other than Garrett Cole? Name another person they've even tried to land that is a big high ticket free agent. Name one. Chapman would be the most recent one. That's not a high ticket. Kind free of. Agent. That's a reliever that they gave a albatross Darren contract. Darren, Darren at the time, <laughs> at the time, he was a big free agent. Darren he was I said. Turner, but he was a big free agent. Darren he was O'Day. the most, the other most recent one. And if he's the <laughs> best Carpenter. example we can come up with, then that proves your point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not happening. So if you if you're sitting here waiting for this off season and waiting for some fireworks, this is about as good of fireworks as you can get. And now that everybody's fucking verified, I don't even know if that's true. I like to think it. Is. <laughs> I watched I just, the. Interview. I just saw <laughs> but, that tweet that you sent. Uh, for those that don't know, and you live in Iraq, since Elon Musk bought Twitter, everybody can now pay for a subscription plan to be verified. And I just saw a tweet. <laughs> From uh, the name is Hal Steinbrunner, and, and it is a bag of money next to his name. Verified, and the tweet said, I had sex with Brian Cashman. <laughs> so that's just about how good that's going to be expected. But uh, yeah, Damon, thoughts on, on the Volpe Peraza sitch? Who would you prefer, Damon? Um, I don't know. I really love the way Peraza played and like the signs that he was showing us. Um, I would love to find a way to get, get him playing next year. All I'll say is that I am super excited to see one of them, hopefully both of them, but super excited to see one of them play an entire season. However, it better fucking they better fucking play well and that better work out or else they're going to get like they're going to get death threats about not signing a, a shortstop, like a high ticket shortstop during the offseason like like in the previous years. Cuz like we we yeah. we've been promised like uh in-house shortstop that's going to like be like one of our, you know, top players for years now. And we've passed on these free agents for what, two, three years at this point. Yeah, so the best free agent shortstop, the best class. free agent shortstop back class back. we've ever and now seen. Another back great, back. I mean, two, one of them is returned. Two of them are returning. My one thing on, on the Praza versus Volpe thing is they said that, you know, Volpe is close to making an impact in the Bronx. That tells me that he's probably not going to be opening day. And since Peraza has been up before, then he most likely will be the opening day. If if they if in fact they are going with one of them, like they just said they are, leads me to believe that Peraza will be on the opening day roster at shortstop, which I'm excited about. But that means that Volpe will probably be like halfway through the year, which makes sense because he hasn't really got any experience at all. At uh, I mean, what, what was the highest he was in? Triple A, double A, but double, no, he played triple yeah. A at the end of the year. But let me let me offer you this. I think there's a realistic chance that you could see both of them on the opening day roster, one at short, one at second, or one at Does Glaber Torres on that third. roster? No, I think Glaber Torres is all but gone just based on the comments today and yeah, based on I the agree. fact that they almost trade him. But I think Volpe is closer than you think. The biggest jump in the minors is from high A to double A. Double A to triple A is, you know, it's a little bit sharper. It's a little bit whatever. But that, that big jump from – 
high A to double A is, you know, if talk to listen to interviews with minor leaguers or anything like that, they all reference that. If you talk to not talk to, but listen to older big leaguers, especially on the pitching side, you know, they talk about how getting ready, they'll face those younger guys because they're so raw and it's so it's like a jumpstart fast course to get ready for the season. Like I was listening to Paul LaDuca talk about it a couple of years ago. He's like, yeah, I mean, those single A guys before they make that jump, they're so raw. They have no idea where they're throwing it. They have these great nasty pitches, but I would just, rather than doing spring training at the end of my career, I would go take live at bats against those guys. I don't know. That's just to illustrate my point. I think that he is not as far away as maybe the comments would indicate or anything like that. There was something that came out today. He's the only player ever in like some sort of era, like the stack cast era, some, some ridiculous era that had 50 plus stolen bases and 25 or 20 home runs in a season in the minor leagues. So it's pretty good. I, I, yeah, I think, I think there's a pretty decent chance that, Peraza starting it short and you see Volpe at one of the other infield spots. I know that they're doubling down on Donaldson and I just don't, I think that's the fact that they're going this far out of their way to say that Donaldson's the third baseman makes me think that he's not going to be much like they said, Gio Urshel is their shortstop. Gio Urshel is their short shortstop. There's no way he's our shortstop. He's our guy. And then a week later we have IKF and Josh Donaldson. Right. I, I don't think we need to read it too deeply into the comments, but the comments were for reference that, uh, Brian Cashman says the GM meetings that Josh Donaldson will be the team's third baseman. Um, and one other thing that you briefly touched on, but I want to go back to, to the reference about Glaber Torres potentially not being on the roster, and we can dive into that convo a little bit. But um, Chris Kirshner, he, he had his a check. I think he had a, a check before checks were purchasable. Uh, so, so I think an OG can, check. He had an original check. Him. Um, wouldn't it be funny if, if they start wiping checks and just like random people that actually had checks, didn't have checks anymore. That'd be cool. Um, but <laughs> he asked checks. Brian, yeah, he asked Cashman about how he views Glaber Torres and if he views him as a long-term solution at second base. And he said, Cashman, this is, we view him as our second baseman. He's under control for this year, maybe two more years. Uh, I don't know if there's any such thing as long-term in our marketplace unless you're on a Cole or Stanton contract. So what that tells me is that they are very much open to trading him, and he is not the long-term solution. I mean, if you have a young guy who is 25 years old and he is not absolutely your long-term solution, trade him right now because there's no reason to keep him on the roster. If you know you're going to let him walk and just test free agency in a few years, while you have team control, while he is tradable, and he had a pretty good year, like he's he doesn't have no value. He has a, he has a lot of value right now. So he has multiple years of team control. There's no reason why you should keep him if you don't see him in your in your future plans. I mean, the reason is that you're getting value for his contract that is pennies on the dollar compared to whoever you would replace him with that you would are pulling from free agency. Yeah, I'm you just saying that's that, why. Like I get it. I mean, I'm just saying there's no reason you, why like if you can trade him and you have this guy in Volpe that can come up and play second base at a, a close to he, I I think he can play second base close to the level that Gleyber Torres if. can. It's a big if, obviously, but I think if you can bring that up, even if he doesn't, you're getting somebody else in return from Gleyber Torres with all they could be like a top flight Starting pitcher, which we desperately you're not need. Get a top flight one. I think well, they had the opportunity like, no. to do that with Pablo Lopez. Well, at the, deadline. The, the Marlins sure are the ones. Team. No, the Marlins are the ones who backed out of that. So no, we did because they asked no. for Glaber at no, the end. They, no. ba- they backed out of it. We offered Glaber. It was a done deal. They backed out on their side. They wanted more. They wanted Glaber, and then they wanted a prospect on top of it. I think you're going to get a lot of people tossed around the name like Eric Lauer or Lar or whatever the fuck, however you want to pronounce it, from the Brewers, you're going to get a three or four starter for him. That's it. Like, in that is what it I, is. Uh, in which case, I wouldn't take that. Would yeah. you? Yankees pulled out. I've seen. They pulled out late I saw for a trade Mar- that would have sent Glaber to the Marlins for Pablo Lopez. Semantics. I, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Regardless, it didn't go Who through. Who cares? It didn't go I'm through. I'm just <laughs> saying, you're not, go- you're not getting Pablo Lopez for Glaber Torres straight up. I 
believe it was because they asked for Peraza as well. But either way, you're not – I'm just saying, again, temper your expectations. If they trade Glaber Torres, it's not going to be straight up one-for-one one for some splashy high-end arm. You're going to get a middle-of-the-rotation solid depth piece. You're not going to get an ace. You're not going to get a shitty five-starter somewhere in the middle. And that's fine. That's fine. If Unless that's you what have. you want to do, if that's what you're going to do and you want to go with the – the kids, I guess, and you want to put Peraza and Volpe, Peraza and Volpe up the middle, then go ahead. If that's if that's your thing, and you can go package him and with maybe not Peraza, but somebody decent, and go get a Pablo Lopez who they're trying to shop again this winter, then go do it. Then go do it. That's fine. I, I don't really care. I don't really know. I, here's my thing with Glebertors: you have two options basically, and I think both are pivotal to this off season are you can either a extend him so he knows he has that security or you can be traded you i don't think you can walk into next year with him on the contract he has now because he's shown that the talks surrounding him affect his game august was his worst month of the entire season he died in august after all the trade rumors floated and he was you know, almost a done deal and they pulled the plug and they've kind of floated that around time and time again, whenever it actually almost came to fruition, it clearly affected his play right or wrong. Say what you want. Yeah. He said, there's a human element to it. And I think if you give him the security, he goes out and he's a solid contributor for the length of that contract. I think if you don't, you got to trade him because if you're floating those rumors out again, I don't think, I don't think he gives you, up to his potential if you do that again that's just me i'm not a fucking psychologist but that's just based on trends and whenever those rumors fly around he plays worse yeah i mean the bottom line what we have to look at too is we have a big enough sample size of the player that glaber torres is today and like i said the bottom line is that he's a slightly above average hitter and and a negative defender i mean he has a 114 career ops plus he's got a 265 career batting average He's, just, he's not the the perennial superstar player that we thought he was in the first two years of his career. And with that being said, everybody sees that and that's going to, he's going to garner that value in return. And it's just, it's not what you think. So I don't know. I, I'm torn whether or not I would, I would deal him or not if it's for a, a two or three starter, but I don't know. I, I, I in return, we're probably going to get a, a slightly above average Starter or or some. What do we return. what do we need that for? We don't need right. That's yeah, what we we that's that. why I wouldn't want to do yeah. it. If he's part of a package for somebody that actually makes a difference, fine. Yeah. But until then, I'm fine with paying him eight million dollars a year to produce the way he's doing until his arbitration's over in 2025. And if in those two years he proves something worth giving him a contract, great. Yeah. And if he hits 250 with 25 home runs, fine. Especially because there's like you know Volpe is not going to be the on the starting open day roster like he's not going to be uh if glaber's on it he won't be yeah well no i'm saying regardless we're also not talking about re- TJ. regardless Vol- volpe is just not gonna be on I the open day roster i don't think I he, think he might I just, I he, hasn't, he hasn't played enough in triple a to like to really like vouch for that yeah but if he comes up in really trailer like triple a isn't that big of a deal look at the look at the braves they pulled up Fucking what was it, Michael Harris, straight from right, Double A? That, he did just yes, but you're you're taking like you're taking the year. franchise that treats their young players the best versus the team that t- treats their young players the worst. That's a good point. It's like it's not going to no. happen. No, that's yeah, fair, okay. but I think they feel the pressure to do something, and I don't think that that's going to make them. <laughs> what makes you money? think they feel the pressure to do something? No, well, because here's why: it's because you look changed. back in the last five, ten years, you you see every single can't miss position prospect that we've had and none of them have panned out and it's because they're rather than taking that leap from double a to the mlb or whether you have a stop or not in triple a on the way they've been keeping these guys down 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 and now maybe they're realizing it and maybe that's why they're saying they're going to give them a fair shot to make the opening day roster because clearly what they've been doing prospect wise especially for position players hasn't been panning out judge is the last one to do it and he still came up when he was 25 and pitchers too like clark schmidt's been kind of in limbo for a while now like yeah as i keep sending him back and forth too and that fucks with you but like you look at glaber i guess is a decent you look at glaber you look at anduhar you look at frazier and you know like all all these guys you mean jackson yeah jackson yeah watch your no he is for like mexican league toros now so 
put some respect on his name. Jackson. Yeah. Look, I think we're kind of in a similar position, especially if Judge walks to that team that was in 2017. Because Judge, Judge walks, that's the thing. Yeah. If Judge walks, which I think there's a pretty good chance of, uh, where like you're not winning. You're not winning next year. Even if Judge is back, I would argue you're probably not winning. There's so many things that need to be done, and I really doubt they do it. That if you're not playing for a World Series, you're in that same position. They show willingness to do it in 2017 2018 with those guys glaber and uh, maybe maybe and maybe this is just wishful thinking and i need something to grab onto because i know they're not going to do anything in the free agent world but if there's if you don't if you don't pull up volpe at, at least peraza and volpe should be there too but if one of them is not up then I mean, I don't know how you can justify that to fans. And I think I think this is a year where if you run out IKF, Donaldson, whatever, the exact same team, leave the kids down, you're going to see it take a hit on attendance. I think that people are actually going to stop showing up this year because people are fed up with it. I and I, that's where – if you want to hit how Steinbrenner where it hurts, and people say it all the time, but we're all fucking addicted and we still go anyway. I think people are pissed off enough at this point Obviously, not everyone. You guys are still going to go to games. I'm still going to go to games. But there's a lot of people that aren't going to go as much now. Things are going – if they roll this team out here without a free agent signing, without judge, and without youth, what are you selling at that point? Even the casual fan looks at that team, and you're 10 games under 500. Nobody really cares. There's nobody – Who's who are you excited to go see at that point? Yeah, I mean, it's – it's. Look at one name. We all we all have this like ridiculous, just like all of our feelings and like almost addiction towards the Yankees. Like we care so much, but it, it is a give and take. Like the, the team eventually. I mean, look at teams like the Colts that are up in flames right now. I'm not saying we're the Colts, but I mean, Jim Irsay had some funny comments that was actually kind of entertaining. I'd pay a ticket to go see that. But just like at a certain point, people will start to not come and not show support for the team and until that point how Steinbrenner is going to continue to ignore things like that until it actually hurts his wallet like you said Chandler so un until that day I don't see any changes in a GM or anything like that but if there is a serious decline in, in attendance this upcoming year which I, I don't think is going to be a serious decline I do agree I think the sentiment around the Yankees is starting to shift because they haven't done it for a long time and they're continuing to press the wrong buttons so I don't know. Um, yeah, but they have as good of, as it sits right now. They have as good of an opportunity to make it to a World Series next year as any other team in Major League Baseball, except maybe the Dodgers and maybe the Astros. Yeah, they were tied for sixth whether, in the power rank, way too early power rankings. But. So you're the favorite for Judge, whether we think he's coming back or not. You're the favorite for Judge, and they did free up some space with some other deals. I know they're still paying Donaldson twenty four and a half million dollars more than he's worth, but. So he's worth like, There's space. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, you know, and then they, we can talk about anything else, whether they bring Turner or not. The fact that they are talking about bringing Volpe, Cabrera, and Peraza as part of the 2023 team before they know what's going on with Judge shows at least a willingness to bring them up. And willingness to change, too. Yeah, willing I to, think they... To, yeah. Cashman is arrogant. He makes really stupid decisions, and we all can't fucking stand the things he does, which, <clears throat> interestingly enough, he's actually not signed yet. He's in an at-will contract, which I think is hilarious. But Like a termination at-will? He, Yeah, like, well, he's just right, on so like wait, a how, week, here's, week here's, but, This is a genuine question. Why are they doing that? I don't know. Why? What is it, like, what I don't understand. Do hey, because how is he? Well, if he, he doesn't have a, he like, doesn't I, have a contract. He's talking to Judge's agent because the Yankees are the only ones who can talk to Judge for the next, I think, like week or so. He said no and comment on that, actually. He, you know he's talking to he – ha, he has to be. Well, he, he told is. us he was talking to two high-ticket shortstop this, shortstops this time last year, too, if you remember that press conference. No, I know, but, he, but the, nobody else can reach out to Judge – uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like until next week or something, because he was in that qualifying, you know, whatever. So he's bargaining for Judge to come back. Is his contract based on 
Judge resign? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I don't know. No, like, no. what what happens if he resigns Judge in this at will contract? Do they resign him or do they he resign Judge and then they tell him to get lost? I don't understand. They're operating on a handshake agreement right now, which is wild. Show me any competent team in baseball that does that. They they don't. That just and and that goes to show every single thing that we bitched about on the last episode on our season eulogy about how from top down they're just fucking incompetent and we start with Hal Steinbrenner and worked our way down. Hal Steinbrenner doesn't give a shit. A true owner that cares about his team, you're not. When did our season end? Twenty days ago, probably, give or take. Yeah. And we don't have a general manager. Free agency started. We don't have a general manager, like on contract, and he's not talking to anybody. In they a have free a agent off season, where like the biggest uh, free agent we have since you know a Rod, after having an MVP year, nearly breaking records, breaking some records, that's a pretty pivotal off season to have a GM in place at least. Let alone go this after the guy. The, <laughs> this is the most pivotal off season, in probably. 10, 15 years, at least. Yeah. Not even with Judge, just because you have so many questions that need addressed, and the temperament around the team is so negative right now. There's a lot of damage control to be done. I know they don't care what the fans think, but again, with the way well, that it looks right now, and you know what you know what shows me that they believe it are all these reports. They're at least seeing the way fans are receiving this team all the reports that are leaking about how everybody's got this bad opinion of the fan base and everything like that and all about. the players which a lot of that's coming from new york media that they're covering their tracks in case aaron judge leaves and the fact that they're using that means that they're at least willing to acknowledge the fact that things aren't good right now and if you want to blame it on the fans and being new york yankees fans and how we're all assholes go right ahead but the fact of the matter is those are the fans those are the people that are playing. If you can acknowledge that they're pissed off, even if you want to blame stuff on all of us, you you know something is going wrong. You can at least see it. You're not blind to that. And I think that's why you commit to the younger guys now. But beyond that, like I said, it's the most pivotal offseason in 10, 15 years with the way that they're losing the fan base, like just fucking rapid fire right now. Agreed. And we don't have a general manager. We don't yeah. have a general manager. So all that, all that being said, uh, and we're going to talk about the actual free agents and all that in a little bit more detail as the offseason moves along. Uh, but for today, specifically, let's talk a little bit about the people that are uh, in-house, at least right now. Uh, and in my eyes, this offseason, I don't want to sound like the guy who's just going to you know, run this, the same exact thing back, but I think some of the best moves this year... Uh, this this is this is kind of obvious, but bring back Judge. A lot of the other moves this year, I feel like, are bringing retaining a lot of the free agents that are potentially leaving. And by a lot, I mean Rizzo and Judge. I I really want Rizzo to come back. And Benny. And Benatendi. I think those three make a lot of sense. I don't care about Tyone. I don't care about. Uh, I do care about Carpenter, but I, I would like him to come back. But they could, they could sign him like a a, a Brett Gardner like week before it's the season happen. type thing. Regardless of all that, I think the the season blueprint, the offseason blueprint starts with retaining Judge, obviously. I don't need to say that twice. But Rizzo and, and Benatendi as well, I feel like, are, are very high priorities versus just finding random other people on, this, on not the scrap heap, but out of the free agent class uh, because we're not going to go after shortstops. So I think those three guys I would like to retain. Do you guys feel differently about that? Outside of Judge, obviously. No. I mean, Rizzo's a no-brainer. You got to bring him back. Um, two-way player. Great. Big locker room guy. Huge. Huge locker room guy. Murph. I mean, locker room guy? I yeah, mean, like, he, the well, definition he, of locker room guy. He's a better locker room guy when Judge is there, too, because they're, like... Jizzo. They're know, Jizzo. The tool, yeah, Jizzo. Exactly. There's also no other good free agent on first baseman on the market and we don't have a good first who, baseman yeah prospect. who would our would wells come up and be our it, first it'd baseman be DJ. it would be dj that's true which, which isn't a terrible I love DJ LeMayhew, but i don't he's not a first baseman right but i don't i no. think there's a world where let's say rizzo doesn't start like start with us there's a world where you know we do have glaber and then the volpe and and peraza situation like the and what we're obviously committed to, to donaldson apparently which i hope isn't the case but there's there well, are they moves. said he's 
Yeah. I know, but that's said he's that, the third baseman. Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> but I'm at this saying, point, yeah. package him with Dominguez for someone who can play baseball. I don't care. <laughs> Anyone who can play baseball. Uh, he sucks. Yeah. But no, it, he won't. They can pay him 25 to sit on the bench. I don't care. Somebody so, else yeah. Rizzo, what, are the, what do you think the odds are that he comes back? I'm assuming we all want him. I was you're gonna say sixty something, Damon, and I'm with you. What? Sixty he comes Did you back. Just say 60 something? I said sixty. Yeah, I didn't say was that. it you? I thought it was Damon. Yes. I was thinking sixty as well. I think he likes 60. it here too. I think he would sign back. I mean bagel shop right up the block. If he doesn't come back, I wouldn't be upset because then I'll never run into him at the bagel store anymore. But I, I gotta I, say, I feel like I feel like it is like I don't know when does he decide? Does he need to decide by a certain day before another like, team like, signs him? Yeah. Well, does he have a qualifying offer? It, yeah. So but I feel like no, he, he's turning he down the qualifying already. offer. Okay. Yeah, no, but he had, he he's got a qualifying offer as well, Luke. But nineteen million. He's so, expected right. to decline it though. The oh, whole reason that. he's right, getting so he has, a qualifying offer so, is that's what I for draft pick compensation for us. Like that, you he's a, in the same boat as Judge, basically. Like you know, he's not going to take it. The only one. Actually, I don't even know. Did Jamison Tyone get a qualifying offer? No. They, well, they really. haven't confirmed that's, that yet. That's shocking. But that, no, that is that's so shocking. The whole yes. reason Rizzo opted out, I'm assuming, is for length anyway, rather than playing on a one-year deal. So yeah. I don't think the qualifying offer really makes a lot of sense for him. So, right. I, I mean, the, the AAV of the qualifying offer makes sense. That's probably in the neighborhood of what he'll get on the open market. But he's probably looking for you know three or four more years round out his career on a high note that's why that's kind of why i'm a little nervous that chicago could swoop in chicago's got all the fucking money in the world to do whatever they want basically they're building up something nice there they're not far from contention they're the favorites to land one of the high caliber shortstops bring in anthony rizzo mix him with the young guys bring in a high caliber shortstop it makes too much rotation. sense. You don't need to no, explain why the Cubs are a good suitor for him, obviously. But and I'd, I'd be really upset. I'd be really happy because it would make sense. I, I sixty forty sounds about right, mainly because of the need and there's no other people, and because of the fit. I think he's great. It's a lefty, balances the lineup out. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Hopefully, he's also just the epitome of consistency. He's going to hit thirty two home runs, two something batting average, two. 20-something batting average every single year, play good defense. How how dependent do you think it is on Judge returning? Not. I think it's very dependent on Judge. Really? I do too. Well, maybe not to whether – well, no, because they already extended. I think it's, yeah. it plays a factor. I mean, I I think that the it's – and it's a shame because the first priority, obviously, for the front office is to lock up Judge, and they want to do it quickly not only to just secure that, but also to dictate the rest of the offseason because – this offseason goes one of two ways very quickly based on how the judge negotiations go. And it doesn't sound like they're going to be ending anytime soon. So they're going to be kind of waiting around, not spending the money that they could be so that they have it to offer judge. Missing and out then if he all of a sudden missing out on other free agents, then all of a sudden, if he leaves, then the Yankees are going to be scrambling with a yep. whole bunch of money to spend, but nobody to spend it on towards the end of the offseason. So they, the first and foremost, they need to figure out how to lock up judge quickly, or they need to be able to take other leaps and essentially write it off. Like, but, you're, it, but that you're is saying, the number one yeah. thing. The rest of the off season is based on whether you sign judge, because you, there goes 45 million for not, not 40, $35 million of your payroll for next year. Gone. Right. And what, yeah, and what you're saying too, is you can't, and you can't make those other moves before the judge move, because you don't know how much money you're going to have. You have to allocate, essentially that you are going to keep judge and then operate under the assumption that you're getting ancillary pieces. And if you're doing that, but you're probably going to be fixed, focused on doing the judge deal first. I'm kind of just reiterating what you said, but just like it does all depend on judge moral of the story here, sign him as fast as humanly possible before anybody else can make really offers. I know they're probably talking about it right now. No, it's but... next week. He can start talking to other teams and he's going to start getting offers. But right now it's during that qualifying period. So the Yankees are the only ones that can talk to him. Obviously they're not talking about a qualifying offer. They yeah. extended him as 21 ever million qualifying offer that bullshit. He's not taking that. Worst case Obviously. scenario is that the Yankees beat around the bush, 
don't sign him. We lose out in free agents during that interim period while we're talking to Judge, and now we're left with nothing. We're probably being forced into a rebuild, honestly. Honestly, that's so. no, no. I think no because let me the, put it this way: no, no. they're rebuilding. If if Judge, if they no. don't resign, Judge, they can't. They're not, alloc- they're not reallocating his money. Who are they going to? It if, doesn't if, matter. If they can't judge, rebuild. The, the farm system is not good enough to rebuild. If not Judge, who? Like, who are you going to give that money to? It's not Trey Turner. I would who, like it to be. No, I'm just saying the Yankees aren't in a position to even rebuild at this point. I'm saying you're yeah, forcing they your, are. They have forcing plenty of good position guys, players. Sure. They don't have good pitching, but that's the only, right now, the only strength of this team they, is pitching. All, everybody that we've heard of that's not named Jason Dominguez, Oswald Peraza, and Anthony Volpe is at least two years away. I would just say... Dominguez. I was just saying forcing okay, to but you also due have... to the fact that we won't have any free agents to go after or we, we don't have ones to spend our money on. We're not going to spend money. We're not going to spend money. That's what, like, that's, if it's not judge, it's nobody. And I'm not saying maybe a full rebuild. Then... That's what I was saying. It's, it, they can't do a full rebuild, though. Like, yeah, in theory, you can't resign judge. So you go back to square one and you build up with the guys that are coming up. But it's Volpe, Peraza, Cabrera. That's it. Dominguez is two years away. Wells is two years away. Pariah is two years away. Sweeney's two years away. Like there's there's they don't have like an Orioles farm system where you have five guys in the top hundred list that are a year or two away. They have three guys in the top hundred list, and one of them or two of them are a year and a half away. The other one is two years, three years away. So they're going to have to, it's like 2016. They're going to put one of those. That. That's what I was kind of trying together, which yeah. sucks. That's what I, but meant. yeah, they're going to go, they they're have gonna a, use the money left over missing out on every big free agent. That's actually good and worth buying missing out on judge. And they would use the leftover cash that would have been allocated to those guys to put together a couple of Carlos Beltrons and chase Headley's. They'll be in God. trouble. They're going to have like Jose Abreu and Josh Bell and, I would hate Josh Bell. Josh Bell didn't but, get out in the playoffs from what I was also, watching. I'm looking at the 2024 free agent class in case they try to justify that as, you know, we have our eye like they did with the shortstop class. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, Manny yeah. Machado, if he opts They got out, IKF out of that one. Rafael Devers <laughs> is an interesting name, but they're not going to get him. Machado. The problem with looking at these 2024 free agent classes and having your eye on that, which we've seen in the past, is you have no idea who's actually going to hit the free agent market by that point. Oh, no. I'm just saying if they try and justify it because they that's what they do. That's how they fucking operate, and that's how they get people to buy into what they're doing. And they have in the past is like, yeah, okay, we're not spending money because we're resetting the luxury tax so we can spend big on the 20... 21 free agent class and then what did we get last year fucking 25 million dollars of donaldson and ikf so here's something interesting and it kind of relates directly to what we're talking about and we haven't mentioned it yet masataki yoshida is expected to be posted within the next two weeks, and they'll have 30 days to talk to MLB clubs. It is separate from your international signing bonus money because of how old he is. The Yankees are expected to be in high contention for him. Contact hitting left-handed outfielder. You know the guy that does want to play for a a high market, a big market team. You would think that there's no indication that he doesn't want to play for the Yankees. I mean, if he does, uh, he wants you to still play have for the Phillies pay. apparently cuz he loves Bryce Harper. He's like that, a so. big Bryce Harper fan. His dog was That's wearing really a Bryce funny. Harper jersey. Did you see that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I think He's going to be a Philly. Let's not even talk about this. No, that's not. They have to they, Do you see that Trey Turner wants to be a Philly? Is that true or is that just one of those jersey swap and will be a nerd's accounts? That is a, no, was, <laughs> that is a blue like, check now. <laughs> no, I actually got a notification for this one, not from Twitter. That was like, yeah, he likes what they have going on in Philadelphia. Who wouldn't? They went to the World Series. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I want to play for a World Series team. No shit. I can see a lot of people going to the Phillies. I I, I agree. I I think a lot of people, it's a very attractive place to be right now. And Yankees Stadium is not really. If if they don't have Judge, that's the problem. And a lot of things, you know, the Yankees offseason depends on what they do with Judge, obviously, for a number of reasons. That being the purse that they have left over afterwards, it depends. It dictates how everything else goes, like you said. But it also dictates whether or not other free agents will want to sign with us because 
are we an attractive place to play? Or do you want to play with Aaron Judge who just had this historic year? Will he be there? If he does, it's like one of those situations where, like in basketball, LeBron goes to LA and everybody wants to follow him, or he goes to the Cavs and everybody wants to follow him. Judge has that much of a pull right now that similar to Bryce Harper. People want to play with Bryce Harper right now because of what he just did at the biggest stage in baseball. And that is a very big factor here as to how the rest of the season goes, if Judge is on the roster or not. Yes, like again, obviously the money left over is a big piece of it too, but I think to even be attractive enough to, to bring in people outside of Rizzo. I think Rizzo obviously would prefer to come back to the Yankees if Judge is here, but I think everybody else, like he obviously has an existing relationship with Judge, but Judge is a very well-respected guy by probably everybody in the league. So having him will be able to attract other people. And I don't know. I'm curious what happens if Judge walks and they don't make a splashy move with the guys you currently have that are aging, like John Carlos Stanton, like Garrett Cole. How do you sell that to your guys, your $324 million pitcher that wanted to come to New York to compete in World Series? How do you sell him on a rebuild? How do you sell him on hey, you're going back to what the Pirates were. You, I, I, There's just so much bad that comes out of this. I don't know how they don't re-sign him. I really don't. You have to make him – you have to give him everything he wants. He has all the leverage here because all these high-dollar guys that you have, they're not going to want to stick around. If you lose your high – your number one guy and you don't make any corresponding moves or anything to counter that – and you're just rolling out a bunch of cucks next year to lose 90 games and miss the playoffs. How do you sell that to the aging high dollar guys? How do you sell that to an Anthony Rizzo? You don't. You can't sell that yeah. to anybody. You can't sell it to the fans. You sure as shit can't sell it to the players that are there every day. Right. And and the thing with that is the perspective that Hal in the front office will have on that is they don't need to sell it to the guys that are under contract. They're under contract. Rizzo, yes. But and I, I agree with you. I'm on the side of that. Like you want everybody to be bought in to what they're building there, not just collecting a paycheck and that's it. And you're the Yankees. You're expected to make it far into the playoffs. They've made the playoffs pretty much every year for the last long time. So it's just like in their eyes, though, they're under contract. They bought them. They don't have to buy in. They are an employee of the of the company. So obviously you want to keep your guys happy, but I don't I don't see that as a, a thing that Hal or the front office cares about. Yeah, I mean, you do it by signing Judge first. We've said it before. It's the it's the domino piece that will make everything else fall in place. For the yeah, record, the I'm not saying that's I'm not saying they're January. They're not considering it right now. Like how Garrett Cole and those guys feel, they will in July if you're 20 games back and they're pissed off and want to leave, and everything's burning down around you. They right. do have a problem on your hands. So for reference, I think this is a good time to bring this video in. Um, I saw this fun video, not so fun for Yankees fans, but it was Jeter talking to some other guys on some podcasts, and it was just uh, just around how the front office handles big free agents like Derek Jeter and Aaron Judge. So give it a listen. And I was only free agent once in my career. Right. And right when I... World Series is over. You can be a free agent. I went and met with our owner and GM, team president, my agent. And I said, look, verbatim, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Not going anywhere. I said, I told my agent, I probably shouldn't do this in negotiations. <laughs> but I told my agent, if any other team calls, tell them I'm not interested. Just treat me fairly. Treat wow. me fairly. Don't make it public. Right. Only thing I ask. And, they made it and then they made it public. Yeah. Was that the kids <clears throat> or was that the boss? No, that was um, front office. Was the ball still around at that time? No. No. So that's good. That's really comforting to know that we have capable hands currently in the front office. He basically just threw shade directly at Brian Cashman and Hal, uh, mainly Brian Cashman there, that, you know, don't make it public. And that's another one of the big free agents that we're referring to. We got, you know, a big, you know, A-Rod departed, but Jeter was before that, that he was a free agent at some point. And I don't know if it was before that or after that, whatever, but... Point being, he was a free agent, and he was Derek Jeter. Similar, like, gravitational pull that Judge has. Similar with the media in New York. Similar with the fans, how everybody loves him. 
and they still treated him this way. So, and they already did this to Judge. They did it before the season. They intentionally leaked the like the details of Judge's offer. We said we offered him this, putting him as painting him as the bad guy. This, that, and the third. So, I guess just you know, if it can happen with Judge once, it can happen again. If, and it literally happened with Derek Jeter, who is. Probably like the most iconic game. Derek Jeter to his face that he would rather have Troy Tulowitzki or Hanley Ramirez over him. Somewhat breaking news, not really, but interesting that just came out. <clears throat> Aaron Judge on MLB Network said that he quote unquote had a little doubt that creeps into his mind about turning down the Yankees extension. He said you're sitting in the outfield kicking yourself like, man, maybe I should have gotten that deal or taken that deal teammates and family told him he made the right call when did he have those doubts was it before or after hitting 60 fucking (laughs) (laughs) i would imagine before probably when he was sitting at like 11 home runs like ah yeah yeah i don't think that's breaking roger maris is i didn't mean breaking news i saw brian hope tweet aaron judge said and i was like yeah that's worth reading i think it's safe to say his bet paid off Brian Cashman, this just came out, has quote-unquote been uh, talking with and engaging in trade talks during the GM meetings, which he's not even employed. I don't understand how this is going on. He doesn't have a contract. It's like when Kramer worked at that <laughs> that, that office uh, for like a week and didn't get paid. It's just it's funny. If you're, if you're a Seinfeld fan, that would have been funny. But... <laughs> I just don't. No one here laughed. Understand. I know Murph is a Seinfeld fan. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. Um, very funny though. Um, Fuck you. I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out the contract situation. <laughs> I'm like blown away. Here's how the he's negotiating situation. with no contract. They have a handshake deal. He's still employed as of October 31st. His contract went from being a full employment contract to an at-will employee basically he's still employed by the yankees but he can be terminated at any time and vice versa it's like all of us all of us sitting here and probably the majority of the people listening to this show are at-will employees if they want to kick you the fucking curb tomorrow they can for no reason right we don't have a contract with their company so but he doesn't have a contract but this is under the implication that he is going to get a new contract he has a handshake deal of like we want to bring you back and until that happens, there's mutual interest. And until that happens, he's operating as the general manager of the Yankees. It's absolutely fucking stupid. It's completely ridiculous. No competent team in baseball, especially one where six, seven billion dollars does. But that's how we operate, apparently. That weirdly gives me confidence in this offseason. No. Why? This because, gives me because, less because he's on eggshells in terms of his future, so he's going to put his best foot forward, I think. If I, if I was in this spot, I would put my best foot forward to, to make a have a great offseason. I mean, I know he's probably always trying to put his best foot forward and it hasn't really worked out for him all the time. That got him Josh Donaldson and IKF. So I'm just thinking... There's know, a fine line between a good offseason, though, and a desperate offseason because the other thing that he could do is turn That's around true. and sell Glaber for... like so, make all these crazy risky moves thinking it's going to be a good off season to get the contracts because a splashy off season could be flipped and people thinking it's a good thing, whether judge walks, whether they sign judge, whatever, if they shake it up enough, you know, he could convince cat or uh, Steinbrenner that it's a good enough off season. And that could be even worse than we would have been just letting judge go and filling some other way to spend $35 million. I think Glaber's gone. Glaber. I think that's almost a guarantee. And I think, I hope not. The only thing that I think is going to happen this offseason, realistically, is Aaron Judge. And that's that's it. Him and, you know, re-signing the guys we have. There's no there's no reallocating that money. If you don't get them, that's going straight to Hal's, you know, pocketbook. Like it's That's what it is. It is what it is. We, Let me we paint just a have picture to for you. That. Let me paint a picture for you. So the offseason ends up being retained three guys, Judge, Benatendi, Rizzo. You bring up Volpe, you bring up Peraza. Cabrera is probably on the, on the opening day roster too. So in, essentially what you're doing is taking, you know, we didn't mention this, but we already brought back uh, Luis Severino for another year. Um, you're basically bringing everybody back and bringing up some young guys. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about the tiny, there's going to be probably tiny moves outside of that. Like a, as, as I wouldn't like to admit it, but a Darren O'Day type move. Um, 
Would you be happy with that offseason? I personally think When have we I, ever I been would. content with running it back? No, 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 no. But I don't think it is running it back. This is more, I, it is. Yeah, I it's more I, running it back. I think though. it's running it back, but injecting youth, and that's something we've been asking for for a while. So it's yes. not – I. that's something that I would like to see. I would like to see a hybrid version of running it back, meaning bring back the players that were working, Ben Attendee, Rizzo, Judge, and then inject the, the areas – that weren't working with youth that we've been wanting to come up for a while. And I would be excited about that season. I would book my flight down to Florida to go to spring training if that were the offseason. I don't know about you guys. Listen, I agree, but then you also have to consider, I mean, not now we know Donaldson's not going anywhere, but you have Connor Falefa's contract, you have Hicks's contract, you have Glaber's contract, you have DJ's contract, who one of those two are probably going to be the odd man out if you really want to inject you know, this youth that we're talking about. I think Hicks What you gone. do with... Well, what you do with the, either the money you get from letting them go or whatever trade you can find your way into with that and Tyone's uh, money if they don't qualify him, you know, those other moves in between I think are what makes it feel like we're running it back versus doing the hybrid that we're talking about. Because if Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson and Isaiah kind of are still on the roster, whether they're, they're starting or not, that's running it back. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, in that in that perfect world, I was hoping that they wouldn't exist. Like the Mets had the Mets had the Bobby Vanilla contract every year. We just it's a Hicks thing. You write it off. No, it should be it should be resign Judge, get the youth up, and then also resign the key players like Rizzo. Yeah, Murph, I, I used I used to work in tax. That's, that's a write off. I think one thing that's interesting, and this is why I mentioned it earlier. Back to Yoshida, he. I think makes sense regardless of whether Judge signs or not. Who he does? Hicks? No, Yoshida. Oh, I think because back to you, he's, Sheila. There are there are the best it, Like a joke, a reference to a movie, and I didn't get it, so I laughed just to make you feel comfortable. No. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> I, I also like that's the second time I've heard Yoshida's name. So okay, and I'm I'm all caught up now on who this is. Yes. Oh. Uh, He's not. He's thirty. He is not a great, you know, fielder. Doesn't run that well. But he he sounds does. Like he sucks. Then why no. would we? Sounds like Hicks. Well, because he because he never strikes out. He hits three thirty and has twenty home runs every year. Yeah, he hits three thirty and never strikes out in a different league. Like you, we know what the Japanese league translates. He has like one or in a lot one, of He has one and a half tools, and we're hoping that translates. I don't know. The problem is I don't know what his contract's going to be. But it sounds like signing him doesn't mean you don't sign Judge and vice versa. And well, I mean, we, no, but if you're we still can't bring to pay the posting back. fee and then the contract separately, right? Which, but the posting fee, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't go towards the luxury tax, correct? I am unsure how that works. I, I know I it's like it, I don't think it does. It, it used to not. I don't 20% know. 20% up until 25 million. I don't right? know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here like I. The like, fact I, that it's, I, I guy, thought it was international I signing. I thought it was international signing money, so I kind of thought they wouldn't go for him. But once I realized that he's older than I thought, and that it doesn't count towards your international signing maximum or whatever, I feel like they make he he makes a lot of sense. We did sign the number one international free agent for what it's worth. I did Again, not even know that we do that who every year. Yeah, who, some sixteen-year-old center fielder from Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they do something they, to get ex- yeah they do something always to get excited about in 10 years yeah last question before we hop out of here do you think there's any chance whatsoever just put this argument or uh idea to bed no what, what am i gonna say i don't know I don't what you're gonna, gonna say just say no you're gonna no, no. say trey turner wait guess what i was gonna say chandler no Grom. no that uh, that would be fun. Uh, Murph, what was I gonna say? I don't know what you're saying. A rolled as Chapman's. Oh, was there any chance that Dominguez makes a debut at all that next year? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, Whoa. there is. I think there is. Not. I don't think he's gonna make the opening day roster. No, no, no. I meant but I think... I'd like pop up to the major league. Yeah. How? Yeah. That? Especially, especially if you don't bring back Judge and you don't bring back Ben Attendee. If you roll out there with a... yet or no? He's like 21. Um. What? That's not true. I, I think he's like nineteen. True. He is like nineteen. Though. He is nineteen. All right. That's like no. I know. Right. That, I'm, I'm one year off. <laughs> they brought up Juan Soto when he was eighteen. 
Yeah, but he just doesn't seem the question, like Jesus Christ. Dominguez <laughs> yeah. will be 20 when the season starts. But the I, I'm just saying, if you don't bring back Benintendi, if you don't bring back Judge, if the world happens to where worst-case scenario or the most realistic scenario based on Yankees' past, if you roll out there with Oswaldo and left and, like, a stopgap, like, Cole Calhoun, aging vet and right field. I never want a stopgap in my life ever again. Oh, okay. Well, then don't be, I can't don't ruin be a that word fan. for me. No, I'm just saying don't I can't ruin fan. that word for me. But so I think that that's a real possibility is that you roll out there with just dog shit in the outfield. Then there's a world where Dominguez plays well and he makes his way up. Like he finished the year in double A. I know it was just a timing thing and he hit okay in double A. And no, I think you're gonna he's going to he's gonna start the year in double A. In like ten games, you know, I think he could had, happen he with had him. flashes and showed things. What I, think... I didn't even know he made it up to Double A. I thought he ended in Hudson Valley. But I think, I think he, he, might, he, he needs might to see. light the world on fire next year in Double A and Triple A to make it up. I think it would Which, be if cool. if he is going to light the world on fire and he does come up, it would be like how Peraza did this year. It was like a minute and he come, goes back down, and then he's it's in... solely dependent on what we do in the offseason. Yeah. If if this team if turns out anything, to be the 2016 version of the Yankees, like we were saying before, they just pick up guys off the scrap heap like Chase Headley, then yeah, he'll he'll probably have a role. And I hope it doesn't. So basically, that I hope he doesn't have a role because that would mean that this offseason went horribly wrong. We lost Judge, and the uh, only the only one that's guaranteed coming back is Bader. I right, love Bader right now. I, I love. And that. then there's Dominguez, and then I think the next outfielder on. The prospect list, other than Florial, is oh no, Florial's gone. Uh, Brandon Lockridge. No, it's yeah. uh, it's Lockridge is second, but it's uh, or third. What's his name? Pereira. Pariah. Yeah, Pariah. That's it. Which speaking to the so the, the Bader the Bader deal, if if Cashman wanted to, to to point to something that he did well for his uh chance to get another job, <laughs> I think the Bader one was pretty uh. Pretty good right about now. It's way too soon to tell. Them. I don't know. I'm willing to tonight Harrison Bader as our center fielder yeah, in the he, future. He had a fucking awesome postseason, but he hit like complete dog shit before the postseason. And we it was a prisoner of the moment when the, our entire team looked like complete and total asshole. And then we have Bader lighting the world on fire. He's cool. He's exciting. Yeah, he's I'm just cool. saying, I like pump, him. I'm just pump, saying pump, pump, the, pump the brakes. Like... On well, saying I, that Cashman did an fair, amazing job. To be fair, I liked him before he even played out of his shoes. I told you all that. I just like the type of player that he was. And then he ended up playing out of his shoes. So excuse me for having undying loyalty to a guy that I already liked. Who was no, that's fine. Have undying, have undying loyalty to him, not Brian Cashman. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I was just going to say, if he wants to point, if they want to point to how many terrible moves he's made, he's like, okay. I got one under my belt over here that worked out for two months. <laughs> Should buy me some time. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. At least give the guy more than a handshake contract so he can go deal with the biggest free agent we've ever had. <laughs> I think so. Uh, anything else you guys want to chat about? You guys want? Let's play a quick game here before we hop out of here. It's called Would You Trade? Uh, would you rather keep or trade? Or would, yeah, would you trade? Yes or no? That's an easier way of doing it. Um, Oswald Peraza. Yeah, I would trade any person in this organization for the right price. Okay, I'll go ahead yeah. and give you my answer. The segment's over then. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody is untouchable. The closest thing to untouchable is Volpe. But if you bring back Judge and you sign a shortstop and you tell me that you're going to trade Volpe and go get whatever the equivalent of Luis Castillo is, fucking go for it. Yeah, that's I mean, not Judge- that's not going to happen. But in my eyes, he's untouchable. Let's play a different They're game. Not Who would you rather keep edition of the people that I was going to go through on this list? Would you rather keep Volpe or Dominguez? Volpe. Yeah, Volpe. Damn it, don't say Dominguez just to be different. I see I see your thought process. through. I know what you're doing. Fine, fine, Volpe. Peraza Cabrera. Peraza. Easy. Yeah, easy? I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's easy, but Peraza. I think Peraza. it's very easy. I like Cabrera a lot. I like. Yeah, I love Cabrera's. Peraza's better. Here, I, I get a game for you. What's more likely? This is, this is the one that we need to be having. What's more likely? 
we run out a team with we do the best case scenario of running out judge injecting youth and actually have a different looking team next year or the polar opposite end of the spectrum that we go 2016 yankees which one's more likely more yeah, likely they bring youth. back judge and run out the youth i mean i think yeah we that that is just objectively more likely the 2016 thing obviously could very well happen that is just us being pessimistic i think but and what reason not that we have optimism? because right now they've already said that volpe is going to be able to contribute to maybe be the everyday shortstop cabrera is barring something could catastrophic in february and march is going to be on the opening day roster and the same with peraza and whether we think it's going to happen or not we're the favorites for judge so that is the most likely option if judge doesn't sign favorites for judge i would think so i would very much think so i think we are going to feel like it would be news if we if we weren't let's see um but so that's the most likely definite situation scenario but i we yeah it all it I all agree. depends on judge. If we don't get judged, the whole thing changes. Yeah, so while, while Chandler, it's, yeah, it's while Chandler looks up the betting odds for us to get judge, if you were doing that, if not, whatever. But I am. Uh, what percentage chance would you say the Yankees have to bring back Aaron Judge? Damon, go first. Eighty-seven point three. That's very <laughs> that's very specific, Chandler. He's gonna say like ten. No, I'm going to say 50-50, maybe a little less. The betting odds, the betting odds for what it's worth, as of two days ago, the Yankees are minus 165, the Giants are plus 300, Dodgers plus 450, and then it jumps way down to Mets, Red Sox, Cubs. That's the Mets are, what, what, what are we at? Minus 165. Which if is the not Mets get him, Steve Cohen's an absolute genius because just, he already kind of said that they're not going to get Yeah, he said that way. But I mean, that, I don't think that matters. We don't even know the type of owner that Steve Cohen is at this point. Maybe he's a guy who likes to throw smoke like that all the time. He's a guy I, that doesn't want to fuck with the Yankees this early on. I just don't know what team could really out why <laughs> be willing to outbid that, like outbid the Yankees. And that's why. <laughs> They would I do it. There's a lot of no. I'm saying no. No, I'm, no, I'm just want... saying like like years wise. Like if Judge really wanted the years and we weren't giving him that, like what teams are going to give fucking Judge? 10 I think years? the Giants would give him just about anything. Yeah, I don't think they give a fuck. I don't know. I think it's there are teams I that are I think their owner is too smart for that. They have one of the best He's owner, the uh, guy GMs in baseball. I cannot remember for the life of me what his name is, but I know he's pretty well respected as one of the best young GMs in baseball. And I can't, I don't know why he seems so adamant about paying anything for judge. I mean, they have, they like, have I don't know. I, I think when push comes to shove, I don't know if he would give them the longevity. Maybe they, maybe if they have money burning a hole in their pocket, my, they think he's the, worth it. That's my concern with the Yankees though, is the longevity. It's yeah. probably concern inside every single front office is that yes, we want judge. Yes. We'll pay him a shit ton of money. Every single deal is going to come down to the longevity of the deal or the number of years, and I think we have to bite the bullet and give them more than what everybody else is going to offer him. This deal may look terrible in the in the second half of the deal, but I genuinely do not give a fuck. Like, but if I, it went next year, I don't give a fuck what happens yeah. in the next seven years. If you can bring yeah. back the guy that won that broke records and won won a MVP, it's not. I was going to say unanimous MVP. It's not going to be unanimous. He's going to win MVP. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. He just won the Hank Aaron uh, Award for yeah. Best Offensive Player, him and uh, Paul Goldschmidt. I think those two are going to probably be the MVPs. I, I hope they are. Um, yeah, it's going to look bad for the second half of the of the contract. Who cares? Bring Jet back, Judge, at all costs. He's going to be player coach Aaron Judge. That's fine. Hey. Right, for the record, 30. for the record, the guy that has predicted like five straight World Series as the Yankees next, next year. year in his list. I put a lot of stock into that. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. We need to. Have you seen the guy that's flipped a coin every week for yeah, the, for the Jets, Jets schedule, and he's been record. still right? It's like, yeah. no, we're going to lose in the AFC Jets, Championship. I like, I like to think about things with a lot of like data and you know things to back it up. I put my 100% faith in that random list. That guy's notes app. That guy's notes app with the World <laughs> Series winners. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're winning the World Series next year. I mean, with that being said, let's end the show on that. Everything's going to go right this entire offseason. I can't wait to clip this. Everything, <laughs> everything, everything's going to go right this entire offseason. Judge is going to come back. Rizzo's going to come back. 
Benetton is going to come back. We're going to win the World Series next year. Uh, Dominguez will come up halfway through, and he's going to be the, the star that we needed to inject um, some youth and some energy into this lineup after like a five-game losing streak before the deadline. He's going to bring us bring us to fire. Um, he's, he certainly will not be a bust. He's going to be the next Juan Soto. And then, uh, yeah, Debbie Garcia is going to be the Cy Young. <laughs> Sounds like a good prediction. All right, that is going to do it for me. Uh, next episode will be the 161 Awards. Look out for the polls. We're going to ask you guys. We're all going to nominate people to be uh, up for every one of the awards. Um, we will post those nominees to our Instagram stories. So go check that out at the 161 Boys. Follow us if you don't. And, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that before next week's episode. The off season has begun, obviously, now. So the episodes will now move to a regular cadence of once a week versus twice a week, or it was a little more irregular towards the back end of the season because it's kind of was a little sad to be a Yankees fan in our schedules. But uh, this offseason will be once a week, I promise you that, and uh, look forward to talking about There's going to be a lot of talk in this offseason. Um, just historically, we, we there's always so many things that come up, uh, definitely enough for an, an episode once a week. So... Uh, look forward to chatting about the Yankees with everybody for the rest of this season. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.